0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Jack Panda, and I bring you episode 109 of my daily audio logcast. For those of you that are new, this is an unedited, raw flow of thoughts and feelings that quite often take us to insightful places. Other times, unfortunately, the rambling takes us nowhere. But hey, that's the risk of embracing the unknown with me here today. It's been a busy day. It's been a productive day and a very creative day. Been uh, focusing on creating events for the new year, focused around home cooking and intuitive eating. Both of which are just really important factors in my personal life at the moment and Karina, and that's what Sacred Food is focusing on focusing on for 2020 is really. Uh, reaching out to those who or don't have a clue how to cook, like at home, don't know how to shop, they're just totally and utterly lost. Never They maybe were never given the tools, their parents didn't cook or yeah, they just really don't know which way to turn. And so we want to give them some tools. We want to spend a whole day with them. So it's going to be an eight, nine hour workshop and really talk about food, um, cook food together and also eat together and just have a really nice, go on a really nice um, immersive trip so they can feel into how we like to treat food, um, cook food, look after food, care for food, appreciate food and um, hopefully go home and feel inspired to treat food in, in a new way. You know, treat themselves in a new way, feed their bodies in a new way, nourish themselves in a new way. Use cooking as a meditation, as as um, a creative um, out. I was going to say outburst, but just yeah, an avenue of creativity. You know, to explore, to be curious, to really look into the ingredients and different cultures and cuisines. It's it's really a fascinating. Um, aspect I find of human just humans in general like the culture that's intertwined with food and why each country obviously ate certain foods because that's what's available but then each herb or spices become known for its certain properties and this combination makes this and this tribe used to preserve this like that for this reason and I don't know it's just the real for me, personally, is it's just a really fascinating web of social, psychological, emotional, cultural, uh, yeah, happenings. <laughs> so anyway, i have been creating the events for that. We're going to be doing a weekly movie night as well, which I'm super excited about. It's something that me and Karina do anyway, or with with some friends at the house as well. We'll watch a documentary and then we'll just have a little discussion about it afterwards, you know. Share our, our reflections, opinions, insights. And, um, yeah, it's just really, really enjoyable. The, the movie or the documentary really stimulates thought and gets you questioning and gets you thinking and inspires you. And and then you can have a talk about that. Um And the idea is to do that with people that we don't know so open open the doors of our house invite them in have a nice chai um meet and greet watch the documentary have a discussion and then sit down and have have some warm soup to finish off and um yeah so we're gonna be starting i'm gonna start doing that from next week weekly so that's nice start interacting more on a physical level with people and you know Relating with people on a physical level, but, but through, through our passion, through food. Like, really creating the environment. Because I'm very used to going out in the sense of, like, through my travels, I would always meet people in their environments as I traveled. And it's very different to constantly be adapting. And them to get to know you through your adaptation to their environment... Rather than you being in the environment that you 've created and inviting people in and them experiencing your environment and adapting to you so it's it 's a very different uh, dynamic for me and i 'm excited about that because I feel that we have a lot to to give to share and inspire and receive in that space it's it 's a, a win win all round I believe so anyway, going back to home cooking and eating real food, I went on a on a nice walk today and i I, I bumped into a, a farmer on the island and um, I was just passing by his house and I saw that he had loads of crates of potatoes and it seemed like he'd, they'd been freshly picked or undug from the field and certainly they were and I said to him you know are you, are you selling potatoes and he said no not really they're for me and my family it was quite a f- quite a lot of potatoes but he said you know these are these are for the for, for the following months you know this is our they have two seasons a year this is the second season of the year and um yeah he just grows for himself and for his family and so we got chatting he's like 75 and yeah he was just talking about how he loves to eat real food he does his best not to buy anything he likes to grow everything raise um he raises chickens and rabbits as well for meat and he'll preserve things. He will he has a big, massive fridge, so if he grows melons in the winter, uh, sorry, in the summer, which is when they grow, he then can eat them throughout the winter until up until March. So he doesn't have the abundance and variety that most people have, but he has the quality. So again, less is more. And he was just saying how, you know, farming is just dying, it's just dying out. It's becoming, you know, his, his kids are not interested. If he didn't give them... The produce they would probably just go and buy shit from the supermarket and you could really see you could really i could really feel his passion and really standing his ground like man i'm only eating real food nobody's going to take that away i'm going to do my best to produce it for myself and for my family because i know it's better i know it's real food and it's health you know he was saying about how the government sh- should invest money in producing higher quality food rather than in paying people's sick bills. And it's like, of course, <laughs> of course. But um, yeah, it takes three months to grow potatoes. And then you take it to the market and you get you get a euro for a kilo. It's like, man, people just really are so detached, so disconnected from the reality of how food is produced, how long it takes, the time and effort and energy that goes into it. Of course, these farmers that want to survive and actually make a profit, make a business out of it, they have to start using technology and pesticides and shit and injecting their chickens and doing crazy shit to speed up the process so they can actually survive and make money, you know? And he, he's, uh, you know, as soon as he saw that was the way, he said, you know, fuck it, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just going to produce for myself, you know? So it's, there, was, there was this sadness of seeing what's happening it's like I really want to reignite that. I want to have a house. Like as soon as as soon as I finished the conversation, I was inspired. It's like man, I want to get a house. I want to have a little piece of land, grow my own vegetables. It's just again, the ex- the ordinary is becoming extraordinary. It's going to become extinct. Farmers are going to become extinct, as, as we know them. Conventional farmers, growing things in the soil, really taking that time. You know, I have. Uh, just down the road from me, there's quite a few farmland, pieces of land, allotments. And you see the farmers every morning, you know, with their plans, with this, taking their time. You know, they're all older generations that just have a different mindset. They, they live a slow-paced life. But for, for my generation, for younger generations that are online, they're in this mindset of instant gratification, impatient, want everything now. They want everything and they want it all year round. They want it cheap. You know, there's no there's no consideration for the farmer. There's no consideration for quality of food. There's no consideration or appreciation of how good things take time. And people are just, I don't know. I've talked about this before, right? Maybe we will adapt to this new chemical-loaded, technological-loaded food that this farmer who's 75 five sees as total garbage. Maybe we will we will adapt, or maybe it will just kill the majority of of you know maybe that is part of the depopulation plan of the universe or of the elite i don't know but it's really inspiring to me it was really beautiful to to just listen to him and feel his wisdom and feel his his passion and man I said if you have a have a spare rabbit or you have some spare vegetables i want to i want to try it (laughs) because that taste doesn't exist anymore so hard, so hard to find good quality produce. So hard, sacred food is becoming extinct, and uh, we want to keep it alive. That's mine and Corinna's mission is to keep sacred food alive. Yes, that's all we have time for today. I hope you enjoyed. Seek out your sacred food. Do you do you invest? Do you appreciate the time? Do you invest time and money into real food? Do you cook real food, or do you just, yeah, not rate real food? Maybe food is just something that you put in your body, and it's not a priority in your life. Maybe as as a friend, as a human brother. Uh, <laughs> totally lost myself there. Yeah, eat real food. Cook real food. Ciao for now. I'll speak to you again tomorrow. (laughs) Ciao for now.